Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Shaole, shaole. Hey, y'all, we're here. Hey, guys, we're back. We're back. Another episode. We're real excited today. Thirsty Thursday. We're, we're warmed all, up. We are warm. I'm basically in my pajamas. I am not, but You're I'm not. jealous. Maybe this is why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do anything exciting last week, this week, this weekend, and anything? Let me no, ask you about I, yourself. I Listen, I don't. I don't even know. I'm. It's crazy busy. Are you still football uh, season's crazy? It's. I started my new position. I don't know. I can't live my life. I'm a failure at life. Actually. Oh no. Oh my gosh. But Can my counselor makes me, me feel a lot better because she's real crazy, and so she's Wait. not helping me. <laughs> what? Effectively. I don't think that's the kind. But of she makes me feel better. Like, like a therapist. Yes. But like. What does she tell you her problems? Um, more than I talk about <laughs> mine. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need to call Casey and ask her if this <laughs> is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, because anytime I would talk to her about stuff, like I would get so mad because she wouldn't reveal it, anything. No, she wouldn't tell me what, like, what to do or like give advice because uh-huh. she just will ask a question, and I'm like, I don't want you to freaking ask a question. I want you to tell me what I should do. I'm like, well, what do you think you should do? Like, I, don't, I don't know what I think I should do. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> well, what do you think the best? I'm like, okay, I can't. Oh, no. My counselor's like. Maybe I, that's I, why I, she's I, a counselor. I, 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 oh, no, well, I'm saying counselor because I'm in school and that's just what we call it. But she's a, a well, real I, person. I mean, she's a real. Yeah, but if there's like a difference if you're just a counselor or you're like an actual like psychologist. Oh, therapist. shit. I didn't look at her. Well, damn. listen, I did live with a psychologist uh-huh. for two or three years and i found out there is a difference okay okay well so i need to look up her yeah you need to do you need to look but up it makes me feel better because she real cray oh, she probably just a counselor and so, <laughs> and so i leave thinking oh i don't really got big <laughs> problems because this bitch is crazy this is not good <laughs> so can you please you sent me the article did you read it though about zodiac killer yeah, it was like they just there was this group of investigators and they finally were like, oh, we with all this. I guess they had been doing it for a while, uh-huh. obviously. And then they finally found out that who it was. But I mean, he's dead. So it's like real boring. So the guy wait, because it he died so in like 2018. 
The guy who they, the yeah, yeah. But at least we got a name. So I read the book and like, have you ever read a book where they haven't found the killer? I've only read one book. (laughs) So let me tell you about this girl that was DTF. Are you talking about me? No. (laughs) Down to find the killer. Oh, okay, okay. This is Jason Thornburg. I know. I'm going to go back to that one in a minute. Okay. So this is a new story. This just came out and it caught my eye because I was like, she was DTF. She'd be a good friend. I hope that I would do this for one of my friends. So it'll probably be Caroline. I hope that I do this with Caroline. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm nervous. So there was this guy. I Marco Polo do this. His name is Khalil Weaver, Wheeler Weaver. And he was just sentenced to 160 years in prison after a trial. So what happened, I'm going to really sum it up. I read a couple days ago. He was meeting girls on a dating website and killing them. I don't know how he was killing them, but he was killing them. Well, one of the girls that was killed, friend, like, investigated, and she, like, narrowed it down that it's got to be him. Because there ended up being, like, three girls. And so she basically catfished his ass so she got on that dating website and she lured him to wherever and that led him to be caught (gasps) by the police how did she even do that she was dtf you would be the one to do that for me i wouldn't even know where to start i'd get distracted you know what she's probably like who you going out with Who's your date? You know, like any of my friends that that are that are single, they're going on a date. I'm like, I need to know who they are, where you're going. Tell me about them. Send me their profile or something. And so she knew, and so she just had to prove it. So she proved it. Oh, and he got caught, and he's going for 160 years in jail. Oh my god. Yes. What love app? it, love it, love it, love it. It doesn't say what app that I see. On so here. we don't have many details. No, but. Where did you even find that? I didn't even hear that. NBCnews.com. Oh. Have you ever heard of the girl in the box? No. Oh, no. You haven't. Well. You did watch the documentary. Okay. (laughs) I say that because I did watch an Amazon, the Amazon whatever, Prime movie. Yeah. But that's usually like 35% of the story. Oh, so I've heard of it. I've watched the movie. I, I think what I think is going to happen, but it's usually totally different. So I'm going to be shocked oh, and I'm you? probably going to ask some questions. OK, Um, but I'm going to give you. Again, I just feel like <gasps> oh. I'm real claustrophobic and I was like real nervous. Like I got nervous when I'm I watched the movie too. So I think to ease our claustrophobia symptoms. Yes. <clears throat> As you're telling this story, we should play a drinking game. I agree. So I think that the magic word needs to be box. <laughs> Y'all real about basic. To get real real basic. Up in here. Every time she says box, because that would normally trigger some uneasiness if you have claustrophobia, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then you just take a drink. Well, every time she says box, get ready because this is the story about the girl in the box, Colleen Stan. So you should probably just go ahead and take your first drink. 
by the whenever I need a new one, I what are you mixing with it after you're done with your pre workout? Oh, you're just going straight back. Okay, okay, I see. Well, no, I, I was just some backup wine because okay. you know I like to be double. I, I got wasn't much prepared left. today. Obviously, I don't. I'm know. just not going to drink all the pre pre workout stuff. Oh, okay. Well, let's get to it then. In 1977, I'm just going to go right into it. This is this is the uh, this is the kidnapping. Now we haven't really done a bunch of like couple couple oh, yeah. um, killers or couple things. So this is, I think, our first couple mm. like boyfriend girlfriend doing this together, together to capture their Colleen Stant. She was 20 years old. You know, I guess I really like to do these hitchhiking stories. Oh, was she hitchhiking? She. This is a 1977, and she's hitchhiking. You know, back in the day, this is this is the way you traveled. You were hitchhiking, and you just became a professional hitchhiker. And I feel like it's just as normal as Uber is now. Like, if you need to go somewhere, you don't drive. You can't get there. You just hitchhike. People were hitchhiking left and right. So she's 20 years old. She's like going from Oregon to California and she was trying to actually go to a friend's birthday party. So she was going to surprise the friend and she's like, here we go. And so she actually thought of herself as an experienced hitchhiker. Like she knew who to look for. She's like, I'm not going to go for this like random, like creepy looking guy. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not doing that. Ugh. I'm not going in this car with like five creepy, Man. sketchy looking guys. No, uh-huh. no, I'm experienced. Which I mean, I don't. I I would have you know done the same. Like I mean, this, ama- this is like promising. So yeah. she's she's uh, passed up on a couple of rides, and then this car comes up, and it's like uh, a man who, like a young guy and a young girl, and they have a baby with them. So oh, seems so safe. If yeah. I was going to hitchhike, I'd go with them. Yeah, they have a baby with them. What are they really going to do? You know, it's another trick. Like, sometimes you just have, like, toys in the back seat or, like, kids' uh-huh. toys in the back seat or, like, a car seat in the back. Look at you. <sighs> Look at you. Look at me, girl. Don't Look believe even what you see with your eyes. Listen, I may say this whole story, but I'll forget it in five minutes when I leave. But Okay. Uh, so yeah, they, she's like, oh, these people look safe. Like they look so great. Like, I mean, let's do it. So she gets in and they start driving and you know, they're just going along and she's feeling fine about it. And they, he, they're like, can we stop at a convenience store? We have to get gas. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. And she, at this point, I mean, they haven't been going for that long, but she did kind of start feeling a little off just because he kept looking at her like in the rear view mirror and like kind of just kept staring at her. And she kind of was like, Oh, why are you staring at me? Like what? That's just, she just kind of got this like weird feeling. Yes. And she was like, okay, that's a little odd, but you know, whatever. So they go, they go get gas. She gets out and she goes to the bathroom. Well, she's in this bathroom and she's like, Oh my gosh. She's like telling herself, I better get the fork out of here. (laughs) Always go with your gut. She's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get away from these people. And she's like, I should just jump jump out the window, this bathroom window. I should just jump out the window and just go the opposite way and not get back in the car with them. She's like, no, girl, you've been crazy. Like, she's talking to herself. She's like, no, 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 no. You've been paranoid. No, just it's fine. So she ends up going to the bathroom and getting back in the car. So they get in the car and she 
she notices when she goes back in, there's like, oh, there's just like a little wooden box next to me now in this back seat. And she's like, that's weird. That wasn't here before. Oh, by the way, a I just wood? said box. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> How was a it? wooden box in the back seat? Yeah, like it wasn't there before she went to the bathroom, but now all of a sudden there's just like this little wooden box. Oh my God. I shouldn't say little. Uh, there's this wooden box back there. So okay, she's so like, in the movie, <clears throat> this was the type of car like where she couldn't just open up the door and jump out. Like it was one of those two doors. Yeah, what is it? A, a, a Colt, Dodge Colt or something? Like a blue Dodge Colt. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. know. I had to look what it, I had to look it up. They don't even make those It anymore. looks like those, well. It looks like the. I was going to say, it looks like Dukes a bug kind of. Like oh, a, no, but I think you're right. It's like a... You, there's one door, and so he had to get out, or she had to get out to let her into the back seat. Yeah. Um. So it's not like... Like, she don't even have a window of her own that would roll down. So there's no easy escaping at all. None. By None. this point. So she gets in the car. There's this box there. She's like, odd, whatever. They start driving, and then the guy in the front seat asks her, hey... Uh, do you mind if we stop and drive by or like drive by these ice caves? Like, I don't even know what a damn ice cave is. I'm guessing it's a cave with ice. <laughs> so she's That's like, so I mean, I'm really not. I don't know. What's an ice cave? <laughs> sure, let's go. And then she's like, well, I mean, that would I'd, be you. <laughs> sure. I'm like, yeah, let's go see some caves with ice. Okay. <laughs> and then she's like, well, um, I'm not really in a position to tell them like where to go or not to go because I'm catching a ride with them. Yeah. So. She's like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever, let's go. It's a little detour. But then she notices that it's like, um, it's it's kind of remote, and they're just like, it, they're it's leading them to nowhere. And then all of a sudden, he stops the car, and the lady and the baby get out of the car, and they just start walking up ahead. And before she even has time to, like, say anything or ask anything, he's in the back seat, has a knife to her neck, a knife to her throat. And he's like, has her at knife point. He's like, shut up, put your hands up. He handcuffs her, blindfolds her. I think God. her hands are like up over her when he's when he's handcuffing her and blindfold. She must have been real squish or she must have been small. Because if it's in that tiny car. Anyways, then he grabs the wooden box. Mm-mm, drink, drink, drink. So I'm getting nervous. And he puts it over her head. Okay, now. Let me tell you, this is the box is super heavy. It's like 20 pounds. Okay. Okay. It has a hole in the neck. So it, and it kind of opens and closes like a clam. Okay. So it'd be like open and close like that. And it is, it is carpeted in the inside. What the? And it is a box that's wooden and it locks. And it prevents light and sound from, like, you can't hear, you can't see, Ooh. you can barely get fresh air. So it's hey, like take a drink, take a drink. major sensory deprivation Mm-mm. right here, okay? And, I mean, her head is, like, locked into this, like, head cage. She's in a head cage. Is it only her head that's in a box right now? Is her whole body in the box? Just her head in the box. So, um, like, this is, okay, if it's, like, a helmet. Think about a football helmet. Okay. Yeah. No. This is way worse because she, he made her lay down in the back seat with it on Uh and it's so heavy. She couldn't even sit up like it, her neck wouldn't support the weight of the box. So she couldn't even sit up. So it's much heavier than the helmet. And then he like covered her up with her own sleeping bag. 
Yeah, oh, she was traveling with her sleeping bag and she was hitchhiking. So she has this head box. She's blindfolded and has this head box. And I looked at pictures and I'll post pictures of this. But I mean, this contraption is, I don't, I just, I don't even know. So she can't, she can't sit up. She's laying there. She's in the back seat. And there's no point in her like yelling or screaming because no one to hear her. It's like as far as anybody else who would be outside the car, we're there in the middle of nowhere. So whatever. Um, and then she noticed cause she can hear out, but I guess they can't hear. Yeah. Yeah. Soundproofed. Probably so, the carpet just muffles it yeah. even more. So then the lady gets back in the car and she wife. notices, yeah, yeah. The okay. wife. So, and then she notices that the car starts moving. So they're starting to drive again. Well, <sighs> so where she put her kids since now you can't put okay. it in the back seat. Apparently, this lady was driving and holding the baby. I don't know if car seats oh, were back then. Back then, they didn't have normal. car seats, so okay, so right. there's no car seat. She's they're just driving with the baby in the front seat. Yeah, that's normal back then. That's crazy. So uh, the woman, they start driving, and they eventually arrive at, at the house. Like the two, this this uh, man and wife, they have this. I'm, I'm Is a it a trailer inner, home? This was like a rent house. They weren't in the mobile. Oh home yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. Okay. So. They get to the house. They take off the box. She's still blindfolded. They bring Colleen into the basement of this house. So they have her stand on like this ice chest type of thing or something. They have her stand there. There's hooks in the ceiling of this place. So they. Oh, they're ready. They. Oh, yeah. They hook her hands with her handcuffs onto this hook in the ceiling. So she's standing on this ice chest. Hands are hooked to the ceiling. With handcuffs, God, he strips her naked. He starts um, beating her with a whip, like starts beating her, beating her. He takes the ice chest away, so then now she's just suspending, oh. suspended in the air. Oh, wait, are were him and Ariel Castro friends? I think, I think so. they yeah. went to yeah. school together. They, I think they wrote a book too. Oh my God! Yeah, and they probably yeah, they channeled each notes. other. So she's suspended in the air. He's beating her with this whip and like, I don't know. He, she's, he's torturing. He's starting this torture. So then she hears this female come in the room. And so she's hanging there. She's naked. She's probably freaking out. And then they, the couple start kissing. And oh. then there's like this bed that's like basically underneath where she is. So I mean, it's to the side underneath them. And I think they must have taken her blindfold off at this point. Okay. I've heard a couple different versions. Yeah. But they just start like having sex right there with her, just making her watch and making her. She's just hanging there. So why they likes start, this? Well, okay. I don't. I mean, you gotta be. Uh, we'll get. I, I'll tell you. So, I mean, what kind of nasty kind of torture is this? Mm-mm. But she's just hanging there, and y'all just start doing it right in front of her. It's kind of some weird. freaky Fifty Shades of Gray over here. That's I don't know what this is. 50 this is shades. yeah. This is seven hundred shades of seven hundred shades of black. <laughs> so then they finish, you know, and then all he goes back over to Colleen, and that's when he decides he's gonna. Uh, you know, start doing some stuff with her and starts touching her and doing all these things okay. with her while she's still hanging there. And then once he's done, she hears the woman talking and she hears the man talking and she hears him refer to her as Jan. 
So we later find out this is Janice Hooker and the man is Cameron Hooker. So let me introduce you to the Hookers. (sighs) Yep. So Cameron Hooker, he's 23 at the time and he and the passenger of the car was his wife, Janice. And they did in fact have their baby with them. So when they met, Janice was 15. Cameron was 19. Cameron had been working as a mill worker. I mean, <laughs> what is like I even knew what a damn mm. mill worker was. Apparently, you'd be working on a mill. I don't know. I think it has. You're a woodworker, so he was really good with like wood. Obviously, he was good with that wood. Okay, so he Got knows it. how to make boxes. Got it. Got it. Can you take a drink? Oh, sorry. I'm gonna make you put your damn phone up. You've been making me put my computer up. <laughs> I'm gonna make you put it up. I just gotta see what Cameron looks like. Go to, go look at him. Okay, so he's a mill worker, and at the time, what? At the time, their relationship seemed to start off like any type, your typical grooming relationship. So he would constantly tell her she's beautiful and made her feel special and took her to dinner and buy her stuff. And she grew up with not getting much attention from her parents so she's the youngest of four and they say abusive but it's not really like it's not a physical abusive environment it's like emotional neglect Uh, Um, okay so her parents just didn't really pay her much attention so as a result janice was more looking for that validation for from a male figure Mm -hmm. so when cameron came along was like giving her all this attention and telling her all these things she was like okay well maybe i'll overlook some other things oh yeah Mm, it's familiar ridiculous um so she might have seen all these red flags from the start but she just ignored them because she's focusing on the good stuff i mean yeah clearly that's what you do (laughs) I don't have to every time I read a story it's my life (laughs) (laughs) except we didn't get a sex life (laughs) load a child I can't okay so she ignored it and she was like focused on the good stuff so this led her led her to participate in things that she normally wouldn't participate in Uh she was quote the kind of person who gave into somebody that would love me she just wanted to please cameron basically Mm -mm. never again but little did she know that cameron had this like intense like bondage fantasy he had like bondage fantasies so he apparently found out about this bondage stuff when he was like 16 like getting into sex and that msn or not BDSM. BDSM. <laughs> BDSM. BDSM. It's okay. So, there's a lot of acronyms. There's a lot of letters. So I don't know a, much about BDSM. I don't know if you know much about BDSM. Bondage. I don't even know what that stands for. Damasochist. Sadist. Damasochist. But what I do Does know. Does it mean pain? Like you just, like I know a sadomasochist. I do know that both parties should be willing. Okay. And consenting. Okay. And you sign a contract like all 50 shades of gray. Well, there is a contract involved in this, but with BDSM, you know, both people have to be like, okay, I agree. I want you to tie me up and hit me with a whip and hang me from the ceiling. If that's your thing and y'all both like it, do it. I guess. Yeah. Right. Go for it. But 
this isn't necessarily Cameron's not all about consent. Okay. So he, this is what it says. He's a sexual sadist. So you mentioned how uh, what's his face Ariel Castro uh-huh. was a sexual sadist. So if you don't know what that means, mm-hmm. it is an individual who is aroused by the suffering and fear of another person. And it's not the infliction of pain that's arousing, but the suffering of the victim. So in this case, he would use physical and emotional pain as tools to elicit that suffering. Uh. I know. So Cameron was so excited. He was like, I can't wait. I'm going to experiment with her because he's out with this Janice. And he's like mentioning this bondage stuff to her. But she's like, oh. No, I'm, I'm just like a missionary. No, I'm 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 a pass. <laughs> I'm a pass. But then of course he's like starts pressuring her and he's like, I mean, it's not that bad. All my other girlfriends did it. Like, come on, like just give it a try. And then she's like, Okay, fine. She didn't take much God. convincing. So then he was like, Um, can I just suspend you from a tree really quickly? Oh. So he asked if he can suspend her from trees, and she's like, I guess she's obviously said yes because she was suspended from trees with leather handcuffs, and she's naked. And then he's hitting her with whips. So, like, do you think that, like, neighbors would watch? I just, I just don't even. <laughs> Listen, he would choke her. He would tie her up. He would also, like, dunk her in the water, like, of the creek that was nearby. And she almost, like, drowned. Like, he... She would almost drown a couple times. And then she had to be like, oh, let's fight or flight, like, kick in. She just wanted, listen, listen, this is what happened. Even though she nearly died a time or two, April, even though she was thirsty, she, you know, and even though it hurt hurt her a little bit, and it kind of frightened her, to be (sighs) frank. Kind of. Kind of frightened her. But Cameron was so affectionate afterward. He was he would hug her and they would cuddle. Oh. Okay. So she really liked that part. That made her feel that yeah, just that made her feel whole. all the other wounds. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if I'm hanging naked from a tree and I'm about to be drowned. Like you're gonna cuddle me afterwards and pat me on the back and say, Good job, girl. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, Okay, let's do it. All right, Janice. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's about how that bondage thing went with them. And, like, then he would just, like, you know, uh, untire from the tree. And then they would go, you know, move on. They'd go to the next, whatever they're doing life. next. Yeah. So, eventually, they get married. Okay. Because she's in it. She's she's ready. And they continued having this type of, you know, hanging from trees, naked, which the neighbor's probably watching and... Whatever, they continued it. But then she started to be like, mm, I, I kind of just want a normal sex life. Oh, and I also want a baby. Oh. So you can't really beat me with a whip anymore if I'm going to be pregnant and having a baby. Oh, yeah. So she knew, like, she was wanting to actually get out of the whole bondage stuff. Yeah. And so this was So let's like, bring a baby into this situation. Exactly. Why do people think that's always the answer? Well, a baby fixes everything. Mm, Isn't that a song? Never. Oh, never. a baby changes everything. Uh, I don't know. That is a song. Oh, I'll sing more later. Um, box, 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 box. Drink, drink. I just drink, wanted drink, you to drink, drink, drink. I and I did. I know. I figured you were getting real thirsty after hanging, hearing about all these hanging from trees and stuff. So she, uh, Janice, is like, "All right, so I, this is my out," and 
she's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be beat anymore and I don't want to hang from trees. And Cameron's like, no, that's not going to work because obviously at this point he's addicted to it. So he channels his inner Jeffrey Dahmer. What? I knew when I said Jeffrey Dahmer, you were going to him. You you had a little twinkle in your eye because he decides he pretty much wants like a sex zombie. (gasps) Yes. That's is the am I right? Yeah. 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 So he wants somebody who will not give him grief about what he's doing. Total control and will never leave too. Yep. Jeffrey Dahmer's was yep. I didn't know. I mean could they leave were me. dead, so they couldn't leave him. But first he tried to like zombify them. Hey, episode for later. <gasps> I love some Jeffrey. I know you do. So he makes it clear to Janice that he Oh oh, can you clock out, please? <laughs> I already did. Now it's just my alarm to remind me to do it. Okay. So he, uh, excuse me, excuse me. He makes it clear to Janice that he wants to abduct a stranger and he wants to force her into sexual slavery. And Janice says, Janice says she will agree under two conditions. (laughs) Only two. (laughs) Two conditions that number one, Every story I have is list. <laughs> you have lists and have rules lists and, and rules, conditions, and hitchhikers, and all these people. So, he condition number one: he will no longer whip Janice so she can have a safe pregnancy. Okay, okay. Number two: he can only have vaginal sex with Janice. Uh, That's not doesn't go to say he can't have oral sex or sodomize the other person, which sodomizes, you know. Yeah, in, in the, the boho. So, Wait, what's it called? The in the in the butt? No. In There's the a, like a term in the sodomize. In the pooper, not put it in the I'm gonna think uh, of it. stink and not in the pink. <laughs> put it in the pink and not in the stink. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, basically she said put it in the Okay. Oh, we're about to lose some people. But listen, this is what y'all signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> so they agree on it and she gets pregnant and she gives birth and she has a kid. And now it's up to her to hold up her end of the deal. And this is when they go hunting for their sex slave and when they go find the hitchhiker who is Colleen. It's all coming okay, together. Okay, okay. So after she gave her two conditions, after she gave her two conditions. So here's where we are now. We've come full circle. We have Cameron and Janice. We have the hookers. They have a baby. They have Colleen and she's up in the basement hanging from hooks naked, getting whipped. Can I just give a PSA? Yeah. Public service announcement. If you can only have a normal relationship and marriage because you allow your husband to kidnap somebody else. (laughs) I mean, that's, it's not normal. It's you should get out of it right side. now. <laughs> get out right but now. But he cuddles her. It, it don't matter. April, he cuddles her really good after. He rubs her back and stuff. Let her be. Okay. Let her be. Find a cup for my wine. Okay. Um, so wait. throughout, that is full of water. I guess we'll have to empty that out. You take all that ice. Oh, I need that ice. Okay, so it's the summer of... So throughout the summer and fall of 1977, Colleen is kept blindfolded and naked in a coffin-like box. 
drink, drink, <gasps> drink. In a coffin-like box in the basement. So she's kept in this box for 23 hours a day. And she has one hour that she's let out of the box only to be tortured. This is like a coffin. One hour a day? She's in the box for 23 hours and she's out for one hour. Because, you know, oh there are 24 hours in one day. April, in case you didn't know. Okay. I wanted to make sure you knew. You. This coffin box was built by Cameron. So this is where he kept her for, actually, th she was kept for seven years, by the way. So that's why this is, like, no. reminiscent of the no. damn Cleveland kidnappings. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to believe that you were in this, like, box for so long. This This box was six feet long and three feet high. So it's not big at all. Wait, okay, six. Yes. Yeah, so as long as three. so it's about how tall I am, you. and then like this this height, like that height. So it's not three feet. It's basically no just like literally coffin, mm -mm. like it's coffin. So he would put her in this box, drink, box, drink it, drink it. Naked. Hold on, let me shake first. Okay, shake it. Naked. Chains. Sometimes he put earplugs in her ears. He would starve her. Oh, God. The first three months, she never left the basement. Okay. Three whole months. Cameron would come down in the evenings. He would feed her. He would give her something to drink. He would let her use the bedpan. Oh. And he would hang her up. He would whip her. And he would sexually assault her. And... So here's where it comes. The isolation, like you said, it's extremely important because he did not want her to have any input from anyone else other than himself. And he wouldn't have complete control and yeah. rule all aspects of her life because she was his sex slave. So then we come to 5,700 shades of black. Okay. <laughs> January. Like, did she give me an, an address? <laughs> no, January nineteen seventy eight. So this is nine months. Wait, this is what year? Seventy eight. Seventy eight. So this is like nine months after she's been abducted. Oh, I think. Okay. Uh, Hooker Cameron gets an idea from. So he's all into bondage, right? He has all these magazines about bondage and stuff. So he gets this idea from a magazine and he creates a contract mm. for her to sign. So this is where, like, what the fucking Fifty Shades of Grey is this? Up in here, this contract has some legal jargon, and it says that she's signing over her body and soul to Cameron. Where does he get this contract? He, he from these it, magazines. It sees I it guess in a it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any of these magazines, so yeah. I don't know. Oh. You should look If y'all have magazines, can y'all tell us what this? Yeah, tell okay. us about your bondage magazines. But he, okay. I guess he got the idea from there. Okay, okay. The, uh, yeah. I Listen, I don't know BDSM, so I'm just saying maybe this is like a thing. Who knows? So this contract has some legal stuff in it. It's signing over her body and soul, and he owns her. He's saying she will now be known as K. The letter K, not K-A-Y, just K. Oh, my God. Okay. So he, it, she is to address him as master or sir. Oh. She is to address Janice as ma'am. And this is all written out in the contract. And among other things, she was never to cross her legs in front of him. She was not allowed to wear underwear. <laughs> she, <laughs> I don't do either of those things. <laughs> so she had to wear this collar for identification purposes. 
I mean, if I need to wear a collar, just tell me. He goes on to tell her that the... But this, there's no chain on this collar. It's just like basically sure like chained. a collar. I'm sure okay. he put chains on it. Okay. Okay. Part of the bondage. So she... He goes on to tell her that this is a slave contract and that it would be enforced by an organization called the company. Oh, my God. So he explains to her that the company is an underground network of slave traders and that it was created in order to keep slaves in line that were disobedient or tried to escape. The company would find her and kill her if she ever tried to escape. And they would, including, like, even, like, they would, if she tried to escape, they would go after her family, and they would eventually recapture her. She was told that the company was always watching, the phones were bugged, they were always listening, the company, the company, the company, the company. And she, like, started to believe it because he just, I guess, just up until then had just, totally isolated her so much yeah. that she didn't I don't you don't know what to do or think. So he told her that Janice was once a slave. She tried to escape and that he married her in order to save her from being executed. <laughs> they are such good liars. I wouldn't even think about saying like how did you even fathom this story? I guess it was in the magazines. I don't know. You're going to have to subscribe to bondage.com bdsm yeah bdsm magazine and then you can tell us stories about what's in there and uh as a cherry on top this is okay uh, supposedly they put a photo of a girl uh mary or marie spanhank okay because they said that this was the girl that they kidnapped before her and that she ran away and now she's dead and they put the picture of this girl in the box Oh, so she was always staring at, her. or they like put it and they like put it. In did they make spots that the up house. though, or what did it? Yeah, they. It's just yeah, made up. Yeah. Okay. So I heard that from a couple of different places. So in the movie, they were like at the beginning, they had just buried a body and then they had oh. picked her up. Oh, then that's probably yeah, because they claimed that they had murdered somebody, somebody but yeah. there was never they never found proof found of the, it. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that's why I was kind of like, meh, meh, meh. so. Then, um, let's see, Cameron, he signs the contract under this alias, Michael Powers. Don't know. That's what his name is from then on, I guess. He's master or he's sir or he, apparently in the contract, he's Michael Powers. And then, so Colleen signs it. After she signs it, she's treated slightly better. Slightly. Meaning she was allowed to wear clothes. Oh, oh. Thank you for that. And she didn't have to always wear the blindfold. Oh. <laughs> How, did she get out of the box an hour and 30 minutes a day? Maybe. I think she got to help in the garden a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So a year later, the hookers decide to get move into a mobile home. Oh, yeah. I bet the neighbors were like sus. Uh, so can I say yeah. on the movie, yeah. like the, I think the, the, this is the movie, so there's movies always make it, you know, add their extra shit. But like, well, the, apparently she was like friend, like the like the neighbors knew her and stuff. Knew her, Janice. Knew Colleen. Oh, 
I don't know. In, in the movie, the neighbor was like the actual rent, like who they paid rent to. Uh-huh. And he was like questioning and questioning, like he needed to get in the basement to fix something. So Cameron was avoiding him going into oh. the basement because he'd see all that shit. So they just packed the oh. shit up and left. Oh. So I don't Ooh. know if that's real stuff or Could that's be. movie, but it's Could juicy. Be. She is treated slightly better. A year later, the hookers decide they're going to move into this mobile home. And this is when they built her another box to live in. Oh, drink. Absolutely. I can't be thinking about another box. This box was able to fit into the frame of their waterbed. Yes, I said their waterbed. They have a waterbed. Karen and Janice have a waterbed. <laughs> I can't. This was so the it's 70s. like under like this box. It's like yes. the bed frame. It goes underneath the waterbed. So snug. she basically is there. That's where she lives, and she's there hearing every oh, moment God. of their sex life, of their any life, anything, anything. But trapped. But 100% completely trapped. trapped. So over time, she's gained more freedom she's able to do chores and help watch the kids because at this point they had had recently had a second kid oh great yep so they got two kids and cameron started to like build the dungeon this is what he calls the dungeon where he's planning to keep calling and his other slaves because he planned on oh, kidnapping he, other oh slaves. yeah okay he wants more yeah so because wow. he getting greedy so Actually, he even helped, he even, Colleen even helps him build it because that's part of her chores. So oh. she's like having to help build this. Like, not Col- Oh, Colleen did. Yeah. Not Janice. Yeah. Yeah. Janice. Oh, she, she's, she's got, she had, the, she had Stockholm syndrome bad. Oh, all, oh already. yes, 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 yes. So, uh, yeah, Colleen's forced to help him make it. And he would even like, I mean, she was going to be able to be let out of the box to help work on this dungeon. So I would be like, yeah, let me out the box. I'll work on any dungeon you want. And so like she would even, when she would do yard work, she would be unsupervised. So she had chances to like escape because apparently neighbors were around, but she never tried because she was so scared of the company of the company who was always watching and listening. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want them to come out family. So in what year was that? I don't remember. 1978. So now we're in 1980. She'd been captive for four years. Wow. So Cameron had gained enough trust in her that he decided he would let her make a phone call home. Because she would always, t- she missed her family. She talked about her family yes. a lot. So oh God. she calls her house. Now her family had thought she was like joined a cult. Oh, my yeah. next story is going to be like that, too. Okay, so she calls her house. Her sister answers, and she's, like, in complete shock, and she's, like, asking her all these questions and questions, and Colleen was so scared to answer her questions because she's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, the phones are bugged, so I'm just going to tell my sister I'm fine. I miss them. I love them. And the family didn't contact authorities because they were like, well, she said she was fine and she must have joined a cult. So they didn't want to jeopardize anything. Because here's the thing. This is another thing I read that apparently back in this time, you know, cults were a big thing. Were they? I don't know. I guess they were. 
I wasn't in a cult. Were you in a cult? Cult, cult, cult? I mean, I don't know. I guess like cults were like more people were in cults. Well, this is probably like, this is when, when was David Crush? That was in the 80s or 90s? That was in the 90s. But when was like Jonesburg? Jonesburg. Jonesburg. Scarlett Johansson? Jim Jones. Yeah, yeah, Jones. All that. So I guess, anyways, this is just what I said right in the article that cults were kind of like, it was on the news saying, like, if you think your kids join a cult, then don't like, like, don't try to get them back because then they may never come back or then they may get hurt even worse or something like that. Okay. Research it. Great advice. So. This is what they said. So a few more months go by, and then Cameron decides he's going to let Colleen go visit her family. Oh, my gosh, how nice. So he goes with her, and they show up to her family's house, like, completely unannounced. Do you remember this? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm thinking. And so Cameron goes, and he introduces himself as Colleen's new boyfriend, saying his name is Michael Powers. Where is this name coming from? He just likes power. He just made it up. Yeah. So... He ended up leaving Colleen there to be with her family for 24 hours. Oh, my God. Yeah, a whole day. That's a whole day, 24 hours. Did you know that? One whole day. And he said he had to go to some kind of convention. He'd be back to pick her up the next day. And her family was like, girl, you're looking skinny. And she's pale. And she looked like the life had been sucked out of her. But they didn't didn't want to bombard her because with questions. Because, you know, that scene on the news. They're not supposed to do that. Mm -mm. And Colleen didn't offer up any details about what's been going on. And they were so, because they were so worried about losing her again. They just enjoyed their time they had with her. Because she had cold brain. Okay, I can see a little bit of that. But still, like, where's your shotgun? Mm. Well, and where to po-po? Well, Cameron, Michael Powers, came back to pick her up. And the family, well, he tells the family that they are about to move into their new house, and he'll send them contact information. But before they leave, the family takes a picture of the two of them, of Colleen and Cameron, uh-huh. and they're, like, hugging, like, Ka- Colleen's arms around her, and they're smiling, they're just looking like this little couple, and they're looking like, you know, like they're in a relationship. And this comes back to, this will come back, and it's used against her in the trial, because she was happy. Yes. And it's like as a victim shaming kind of a tactic uh, because she's smiling. She has arms around him and it looks like they're in a relationship. But again, the company yeah. is very much a real thing in her head. In so her head. she's like s- truly, truly scared of it. And so that's, I guess, why and she was. Fe- yeah, she she was feared. She was she feared them. So in the movie, plus uh, this is also from some of she's done a couple of shows. So it's like some interviews uh-huh. from her, like just talking she had about genuine it. fear. Of she, yeah, what could happen if she spoke? So the in the movie, sister, there was a sister mm-hmm. that was like a big sister that was like something's wrong. She's done like she's joined a cult and she tried to like get Colleen to uh, or she tried to reach out to Colleen and she tried to get Colleen to tell her something like we can help you and Colleen was like shut her off she was like let's just enjoy this like, time why would she not just like write him a note you're, you're not saying anything you're just like yeah. they're beating me and they said that there's people listening so escape escape like I don't know what do you 
I don't know. Code word. Code word. <sighs> box. Everything goes back to a code word. Box. Take a drink. So whenever they get back home, she is immediately locked back up in the box. Take another drink. Without explanation, it's believed that Cameron was scared that he had probably he had given her too much freedom and too much control and he thought she would run away and back to her family and so now he is back to keeping her in the box for 23 hours because remember she was originally in the box for 23 hours one hour a day she was let out then she got privileges yeah. oh this is where i have my recap so he went backwards yeah so then he went backwards because well, he ought to feel better because his he well, he that started to, like, doubt himself. He, saw, he was like, oh, hell, I'm giving her too much freedom. I'll let her go see her parents. I'll let her get the phone call. No, I don't want to lose all this control. Yeah. So okay, at this point, it. it would be, like, six years she's been abducted. Mm-mm. So, yeah. So Janice, remember Janice? Yeah. She started to have an interest in Christianity. Oh, thank you. Her heart was a little Grinch heart, and then it started to grow, like, three sizes. Oh. So she read the Bible. So she did. She started reading the Bible, and Colleen was a devout Christian. Okay, Colleen. And the hookers knew this. I love how, like, these things that they're going through, even, like, Michelle and Amanda, it was still, like, Jesus this, Jesus that, prayer that, like. That is. Faith is a big thing. Yeah. So. She's. They knew she was a devout Christian, and so whenever Cameron went to work, Janice would come and let Colleen out out the box. Drink. Oh, y'all should take a drink out there, and and they would read the Bible together. So Colleen like says this kind of led them to become like friends on like some level, weird level, like a Bible level. But then, uh, Cameron eventually let Janice and Colleen go to church together every weekend. And Janice started softening up. Okay. Janice and Colleen went to church every weekend. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. This is extreme form of Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) I had no idea. So Janice is slowly having a change of heart. And she decides to, she'll reintroduce Colleen, like, to the neighbors and to the children, I guess. So I think she would, like, watch the kids sometimes. Yeah. And so they apparently the neighbors all thought Colleen had moved away, but no, she just was in the box in the bed. Oh, she was in the box under the bed. <laughs> so Cameron started to he started to form this like attachment to her to Colleen. Okay, and he wants Colleen to be his second wife. Ooh. Okay. Is Janice gonna get jealous? Yes, she is. So. Cameron started, he's formed this attachment to her. He wants her to be second Does wife. Does he never try to get them to like. I think, I think they do like sexual stuff too. All like all three of them. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it goes into detail in this, uh, one of the books that, that I did you did read. not read. No. Ooh, that'd be a good book. He lets Colleen go and get a job. She gets a job at a hotel. So she's going to church. She's got a job. She's seeing people, but she's not saying anything to anybody about being captured. Wait, rewind. She goes to church with Janice. Yes. She's able to get a job Uh, and she works at a hotel. Uh uh. I need a break. (laughs) She had a job as a maid at a motel. Oh. Okay. By the way, let me tell you that this box 
Uh, I'm already real drunk. Wait, little. but you're not drinking. Because I'm talking. Slurp it. That's what he said. Uh, <laughs> this box had like such little air to breathe. And like during the summers, it would get so hot. The temperature in the box would get to 100 degrees. Oh, I bet she would just pass out. I would die yeah i can't and colleen she's like helped colleen get to the bus station colleen gets to a payphone and calls up cameron and says i'm leaving you and you can't stop me jan call janice calls call call. excuse me did you just have a stroke (laughs) janice calls janice helps cameron no get off the mic janice (laughs) helps colleen get to the bus station and then Colleen gets there and goes on the payphone and calls Cameron. Why does Colleen call Cameron? Because she gone and she's like, I'm out of here. Bye. And Janice just like probably dropped her off of the bus station. And then so she can go back and be the wifey. And then Colleen's gone and she's like, I'm gonna call him and tell him I'm gone. I can't listen. That's it. But you know, Cameron's super upset. He is starts crying because you know, he lost his toy. He lost a toy yeah, friend. Yeah. His favorite toy. So you know what? She hung up and went home. The end. The no, <laughs> not the end. Just kidding. It's <laughs> been it had been three months after she returned home. So she's been home three months. She never called police. She never did anything. What? She didn't say anything to anybody. She had no authorities. She didn't tell anybody what happened. But then Janice decided to make a confession to her pastor. Oh. To, Janice did. To her pastor. Yes. Colleen ain't said shit this whole time. Colleen ain't said nothing. She is talking to her pastor and she's like agitated. She's super upset. And she's like, okay, she starts talking to the pastor and she's telling him things that he's never even dreamed could happen. And he stops her. He's like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 hold a minute. Hold up. We're going to have to get somebody else in here to listen to this because I ain't believing it. So he gets her permission to call it, to get the police in there. They get the police in there and... They're like, I mean, we don't really believe your story. It's a little sus. Oh, God. So they didn't believe her story. But then they eventually tracked down Colleen, and which they're like, she seems totally normal and totally fine. And But Colleen confirmed everything that Jenna said was oh. true. Finally, Cameron Hooker is arrested and since Janice helped Colleen get away, she would be granted immunity if she agrees to testify oh, against course. Cameron. Of course. So during the trial, it came out that there was literally like nothing in his childhood, nothing in his past. That's why we didn't talk about his okay. like, childhood or past because there He's was just... nothing that triggered anything for him to be this way. And so everyone was real confused. His was nature, not nurture. I guess so. And then once the police searched his house or mobile home or trailer house, they found all the things. All the evidence. They found leather restraints. They found head boxes. They found this device called the stretcher. They found hooks in the ceiling, porn magazines. Oh, my gosh. The trial begins, and he's facing over 18 charges, including kidnapping, rape, sex crimes. But he pleads not guilty because Um. he said that Colleen was a willing participant. Mm. I mean, she never tried to escape. Eh. I don't know if I'd want to be on that jury. 
So that'd be a hard jury to be on. They basically were saying that she had been able to go see her parents. She never tried to escape. She didn't tell anyone when she had the job, when she was at church, like that. She never said anything when she went home. Like when she, when she was when she finally escaped and made it home, she still never said anything. But then the prosecutors were like, "Um, she was brainwashed. Yeah, she was scared of the company. She had likely had Stockholm syndrome, even though um, I feel like Janice had the most of it. Which Stockholm syndrome is like feelings of trust and or like affection felt in cases of like kidnapping. Yeah, so I guess you just yeah. like end up." Believing whatever they say, which I mean, it's happened before. <laughs> Not unheard of. Somebody maybe said I have that, which probably. But anyway, September 1985, <laughs> um, Janice ends up taking the stand, and she there's tons and tons of evidence, and there's all these props, and the most po- important piece of uh, evidence was the contract. So this showed that. Like, Colleen just gave up. Like, this yeah. is the point where she gave up and she was just like, I, there's no point in trying to do anything because there's this company, there's these people, they're watching, they're listening. So what's the point? Even Colleen took the stand. She, like, did too. So they had, like, replicas of the boxes for, like, the oh, jurors gosh. to lay in. Wow. So she had head That would box. do it for me. She had the coffin box and she had the box under the waterbed. So there's all these boxes. Drink, 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 and drink some more. All the drinks. Well, all, another thing was that they apparently Colleen had like written these love letters. Oh, oh no. Oh, she drank it. Too <coughs> I had to take all those drinks at once. I know. Box, box, box. So apparently she had written him these love letters. So that was like, th- this trial was a shit show. Okay, because they're like, why are you writing love letters if you really weren't in love with him? You were really in love with him. You really Wait, did. Who like, wrote a love letter? So apparently, Colleen wrote Cameron love letters after and, she left. No, while she. Oh. Mm, Podcast over. Podcast. She <laughs> but they read some of these love letters, and they were like, she was like, well, I did because I knew that I would have like less of a beating or less of a torture time or maybe I could get out of the box more or or whatever. So then that was like a weak argument at that point because she's like, dude, I'm in a freaking box. Yeah, I'm going to do what it takes. Come on. So the jury deliberated for like a week and they found him guilty um, of kidnapping rape and he was sentenced to consecutive terms, which would be 104 years. Oh, good. So he's they all and then around in actually it was um last year. Ooh. COVID. That they because they were released. They told people. Colleen, they said, we're looking into possibly granting him parole in March 2021. Uh-uh. And instead of a parole hearing, authorities it says authorities scheduled a hearing in September 2021 to decide to decide if Hooker would be classified as a sexually violent predator, which would result in his civil commitment to the state hospital. But they didn't do they didn't do that, and he's still in there. Good. I mean, he don't need to get out. No, he's about to go get some more people and put them in boxes. So, Colleen eventually, like she later gets married, she has a daughter, but 
I mean, it's not that great because, like, the daughter ended up, like, in jail, and she, like, got divorced, and she got married and divorced, and, but, you know, she's still alive, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, that, I, I, I think he would be, he's going to be up for, like, parole again next year. 2022. So hey, that's that the story of Colleen story. Stan, the girl in the box. Take a drink, one final drink, and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, I need to know, like, who do you, who would y'all rather kidnap or abduct you? I still don't remember the difference. Uh, I would probably kidnap Ariel or uh, Cameron. Cameron, you'd rather Cameron kidnap you? I'm I'm all about Samaria. Like I hate me Samaria Castro. No, uh, but Cameron I would rather for Ariel more like less sweaty. <laughs> less sweaty. You I maybe mean, I just would rather eat McDonald's. <laughs> Not really. You just I wanted hate the McDonald's. No, I hate. Maybe I just McDonald's. wanted the threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I have the girl in the in the basement. Basement. The gr- you do. Yes. We have more people in basements? Yes. And it's a big story, so I need to start it right now. Oh, you better get ready for it. Oh, it's a big story. So we will see y'all next week. Do not forget to RRS. Great review and subscribe. And subscribe. Leave all the comments. All comments matter, good or bad. Caroline, where can they find us? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and maybe soon TikTok. TikTok, all called Bloody Happy Hour. See y'all next time. Uh, oh, excuse wait. Me. Um, don't forget to. Don't forget to. Stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.